Welcome to the Hell of a Catholic Podcast. I'm TJ Capaldi, Bachelor of Science in Computer Science uh, here at Georgia Tech 2014, former pastoral lackey and current seminarian for the Archdiocese of, of Atlanta. Well, that's a mouthful. Um, I'm Patrick Lamar, and I'm a current student here at Tech, and I major in biomedical engineering, and uh, Catholic Center student as well. Father Josh Chaplin here at the Catholic Center. TJ, uh, that was not an impressive <laughs> one, TJ. I just wanted to let you know. It's just not impressive. Yeah. Um, okay, today's topic uh, is a topic that we were asked to talk about from an email. Uh, and the topic is gossip. Uh, what is it? Why is it bad? What does the church say about it? How do I avoid it? All of those kind of things. So, first things first, I want to point out that as I was doing some research for this podcast, it turns out gossip does not appear in the catechism. Oh, no. What do you think that means? <laughs> Does that mean it's okay? <laughs> it's not good. I think people just don't even think about it. Even the people who wrote the catechism? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would like to point out that the catechism does have a paragraph regarding kidnapping. Yes. In case you were wondering about the morality of kidnapping. In case you thought maybe it was okay. Yes. And just in case, we throw it in there. And by the way, kidnapping is bad. Yes. But not <laughs> gossip. Really. Um, let's talk about places gossip doesn't appear. Gossip does not appear in St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologiae. Really? Gossip does not appear in the great work of morals that came before that, Gregory the Great's Moralia in Job. Do, all right, can I ask a question before you continue? Do they use different words for no. it? Okay, they don't talk about it. Nope. Really? Not in the term. So here's the thing. It turns out the word gossip is a fairly modern word. Sure. And what the catechism does talk about, it has these three uh, different terms, rash, judgment, detraction, and calumny. And we'll talk about those three. But gossip doesn't appear. So gossip these days is kind of a catchphrase for detraction and calumny. And slander. And slander. That's right. It's kind of a catchphrase for that, but even still, it's a little different. Um, let's so let's talk first, like about what those things are. Like, what is? Well, this will be fun. What's slander? It's verbal defamation. Verbal defamation. What does that mean? So you have a uh, libel and slander, right? So libels, written defamation, slander, spoken. What's the defamation? Just to um, basically to um, defame, right? To <laughs> uh, make false claims on someone's character or um, just anything about them, I believe. I don't, I don't have the definition for Yeah, I think, I think that's about right. To make a false claim, right, is that to tell something that's untrue about someone, basically. Yeah. That is uh, slander, right? Libel would be the same thing written yeah. and slander is oral, right? Uh, okay, what is calumny? Uh, is it the synonym? Is it the same thing in a legal sense? So, it's like if you were to officially, like on the record, uh, in a legal context, make a false claim about someone. It, 
in a legal context, but you got to take that in a very broad sense, right? So it is a an untruth about someone that causes a false judgment, right? So when we say judgment, we can mean uh, a legal judgment, yeah, but we can also mean a judgment that's not necessarily like a legal judgment, but it's still something that does harm to someone, right? Right. Okay, and then detraction. Detraction is true, <laughs> but it it, uh, it takes away from somebody's character. Like you're maybe maybe Father Josh, or maybe I'm talking to Patrick, and he didn't know about one of Father Josh's flaws, um, which would be hard to imagine. Yeah, hard to imagine. But hypothetically speaking, and I spoke to Patrick about these flaws. Um, even if they were in, and they really exist, hypothetically speaking, and I'm telling Patrick about them, he didn't know about them before. He just thought, you know, Father Josh was a great guy with, that didn't have that flaw. Um, there was no need really for me to say that to Patrick for him to, uh, like, now think, potentially think less of Father Josh. Yeah, I think the uh, the thing that marks. The ice cream man just drove by. This is a college campus. What is the ice cream man doing on a college campus? I got cut off by the ice cream man today. I think you do well. I think the ice cream man is just creepy. It's just creepy. It's always been creepy. I mean, it's definitely creepy on a college campus. That's just weird. Anyway, the the thing about gossip, or the thing about detraction, so not only is it it's an untruth. It's a truth that you tell that's lessens someone's reputation or good name. But it's also it's a truth that you've told that lessens someone's good name without a, a, a serious reason. Oh, okay, right. Because if you have a serious reason, obviously, at that point, doing something, you know, like so, I happen to know, and I don't like to tell people about this, but I happen to know that Patrick is an axe murderer and he kills every third person that he meets. <laughs> you have to tell them that. Like, you can't keep... Well, it's not necessarily... It. De- it's not detraction, yeah. right? If I... Like, I might not need to tell the first or the second person that you meet, but the third person, I should probably mention to them that you tend to, to kill by axe... Why wouldn't you do the first person? Every third person that you meet. Because if you do it with every th- three people... Oh, the first two. I'm not trying to make kill, a joke, right, Patrick. Right. So you the second, try to so the up. third. Yeah, the third person. Yeah, that's right. You're you know, it's not, it's not the traction to point out that you're an axe murderer at that point. <laughs> no, no. And it's obviously axe murdering doesn't is not the same thing. But uh, <laughs> you know, if uh, I'm trying to think of an example of, of does it only apply to serious things like axe murdering or no, no, no. It applies any sort of character flaw. Okay, right. So. Except that I think I think Patrick has a grave reason to know that you suffer from a plague of vagueness. Yes, uh, the, right? the loyal podcast listeners they know, this. know, yeah, about your vagacity, <laughs> right? But uh, <laughs> otherwise, right? So somebody that just meets you and then they come over to me and they say, "Oh, I just met this guy TJ." I'm like, mm. Mm. "Yeah, watch out for him. He's kind of vague." You know? <laughs> So he'll kind of say things you don't really know what he's saying, and you think you know what he's saying, and then it turns out you didn't know what he was saying because he didn't know what he was saying. Like, I don't need to tell somebody that about you. Thank you, Father. Right? Thank you. Um, that would be detraction. But detraction can take on a lot of... A lot of times detraction... This is one that happens a lot, right? Yeah. Because gossip is almost always... Uh, it almost always starts with detract- detraction. Yes. Now, is there a situation, though, where it would be 
appropriate or necessary for you to um, kind of alert someone to my vagacity. Oh, absolutely. Right. Okay, so, like, let's say you are a mom driving in the carpool, and you've noticed over time that this other mom likes to have a couple martinis at lunch. You've just noticed that, right? And then some kind of new mom comes in, and you, you see that they're kind of pairing up, and she's going to be driving your kids and stuff like that. And you, you tell her that I don't think this is a good idea um, because... Uh, she does have some martinis at lunch. You you just might want to know that, right? Like, at some point, you get into a serious enough sort of situation, especially if it's the kind of thing you've talked to the woman before about, right? So now you've kind of talked to her. You feel uncomfortable with your kids. Uh, you'd maybe want to say something to another mom who was going to let her drive her kids around. Right, right. right. There are implications. Exactly. Yeah. Now, but but that doesn't mean that you should go broadcasting right. to the whole school that the woman drinks two martinis yeah. every day at lunch. If she, if she can drive her own kids with two martinis, but no one else's kids. Well, no, but at that, that's what I'm saying. I say, especially if you've talked to her, right? So yeah. you've spoken to her, and she hasn't responded, or she's responded badly, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've already taken care of that part of it. At that point, I think, I mean, I would make the argument that you should probably let someone know who's going to be in that situation, yeah. um, you know, what tends to happen, right? Yeah. So that, I don't know, would be tr- detraction, but but detraction is a big problem. Like Detraction is, you know, we all get together and you say, did you hear about what happened? <laughs> right? Did you hear about what happened? And it's detraction if, especially it's detraction if the person who starts the conversation actually knows what happened. Right? So I was there yes. and I know this happened. And then it a lot of times turns into gossip. Mm. So the modern kind of distinction between gossip and these other things, slander, calumny, detraction, is that the predominant use of the term gossip is to spread personal, sensational, um, or intimate information of other people of unknown veracity. Right? So I don't know for certain that it is true that TJ drinks two martinis every day at lunch. But I tell people that because Patrick told me that TJ drinks two martinis every day at lunch. Yeah. So now I don't have any actual information of it. I have rumor of it, so and now yeah. I go and spread it. Now it's 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 bad either way. Okay, but one we would call gossip, one we would call detract detraction. So this is kind of similar to what kind of high schoolers, teenagers, just kind of call spreading rumors, right? Talking about each other about things that no one knows where it came from, really. Uh, But I think even when you're not a teenager, when you're not in high school, these things naturally, they still happen all the time. I mean, you get together with your friends, and then you talk about that other friend that's not there. Or, uh, you know, maybe all your friends are together, and you're talking about that person who you would never associate yourself with. Um, And, you know, everyone has some claim to make, um, but no one uh, actually knows that person, right? Yeah. Now, I think there's got to be another element to it. In order to make it sinful, I mean, we would never consider, although technically the dictionary, I did look up, you know, definitions of gossip in the dictionary. The third definition for gossip, the first two, the first two are pretty standard. A rumor or talk of personal sensation or intimate nature. A person... Uh, 
uh, well, gossip is uh, oh, a gossip. A gossip is a person who eventually oh, okay. spreads intimate yep. or private. Because you know, it's not not just the thing that's spread, but also the person. It can be called a gossip, right? And then the third definition was trivial chit chat talk or writing. So that's almost like small talk. So if that is the if that is like what people think when they think gossip, which I don't think that's what people think. But if that's what people think, that that would not be sinful. Um, or it, at worst, it would be venial. Um, so just to be clear, after the initial person who, um, I guess, spreads the rumor, everything after that is calumny. The initial person who says, I saw TJ drinking martinis, two martinis at lunch. I know TJ drinks two martinis yes. at lunch. And then I, I tell that to you. So the and first then, one would be detraction, assuming detraction, you have no reason to tell somebody. Everything else after that. And then everything else after that is... No, it's not necessarily calumny, because calumny is an untruth. Yeah. But, that you, means, don't, but you don't know it's true, though. You, no, you're no, no, no. But, from but, word of mouth. but whether it's true or not is an objective criteria, right? Okay. It yeah. may or may not be true. Okay. You don't know it to be true. Okay. So calumny so, assumes that you're spreading something that you just made up, right? Like, Or that you know is not true. Well, calumny is not even necessarily spreading something. You might have made it up yourself. I think calumny... Mm-hmm. Calumny, especially, is when you create an untruth about another person. About another person, right? That causes a false judgment, right? So I just detracted from him, but well, we have confessions at four thirty. That's good enough. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, and Sundays at eight. Sundays at eight. <laughs> um. No, that's the thing. I think there is, in the catechism, you have these three categories, but I, I do think that there's something missing. I do think the idea of spreading a rumor that you do not know whether it's true or not. Yeah, yeah. There doesn't seem to be a category to put that in. And that is what we commonly call gossip. Gossip, right? yeah. Now, there is a term in Thomas that we could probably use to refer to it as, as gossip or whatever. It's called backbiting. Mm. He, he refers to it. It gets translated as backbiting. I've heard of backbiting and tailbearing. I don't know about tailbearing. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> um, but at any rate, backbiting is, uh, is kind of one of these things that uh, he talks about, right? So he, he makes this distinction between reviling someone and backbiting, right? To revile someone is to um, openly injure... Uh, a person's honor, right? To openly injure a person's yeah. honor. And backbiting is secretly. You injure a person's good name, but you do it secretly. Okay. So here's a question, though. Uh, so I revile you from the pulpit. Wh- I backbite from, you know, small conversations. Personal interactions, yeah. yeah. So uh, here's a question, though. Why... Uh, like, why does it matter? Uh, like, I guess what I'm asking is, does does a person does does each person have a right to like to have a good name? And why? Like, if that's the case, then why? You know, like for example, detraction. Like, the things are true, right? Truth. You know, in Christianity, truth is like one of the highest things that we value. Um, but then, so why is Share. So in this case, it seems strange because sharing a truth in this case 
is not only like just wrong but sinful thing right it seems if we value truth then what like what's the distinction I mean you definitely you do have your, a right to your good name that's a right that you have in natural law it's affirmed in the catechism it's affirmed in Thomas it's affirmed all over the place um, I think the more interesting kind of way to think about that is what gives rise I mean I mean it's interesting like what gives rise to the need why wouldn't we just talk about everything that happens what gives rise what gives rise to the need for secrecy you know if I do know right if I do know what's happened why why would I not just talk about it what's wrong with just saying just being open about it like, I don't know when, when you spread a secret to someone that there's like a certain intimacy there like with when multiple people know something it's just some, it's something you can share right and when and everyone knows about it, it's it's not it's, the secret is, doesn't have as much power, I guess. I think that's that's maybe a big thing. And um, or maybe maybe another way to think about it, like an opposite kind of way, is why is it so attractive to people to talk about things like this? Yes. Why I, is gossip so that. attractive? Or why is detraction so attractive? What is it about that? Do you know what like kind of what? These are all species of a larger sin. Do you know what would fall under? Uh, Think capital vices. He said pride. He said pride. He's wrong. He's he's a sophomore. (laughs) Is it... um, Power? That's not a capital vice. uh, Is it... I'm going to report you to the BT theological (laughs) department. Father Tran. He's going to be very disappointed. He's listening to this right now. I actually never had them. Is or, it avarice? Do you know what avarice is? Greed? Like Yeah, it's not greed. Envy. Envy. That was my yeah. next guess. Falls under envy. So Gregory the Great says that there are five daughters of envy. Right? These things that envy creates. Um, envy itself, the simple definition for envy is sorrow at our neighbor's good. Like, we see something that our neighbor has, and we feel sorrowful as a result. But it also means joy at our neighbor's, like, fault, right? the proper definition of envy is sorrow at your neighbor's good. Now, the daughters of envy. What does envy produce? According to Gregory the Great, also picked up by Thomas and by uh, Jose Maria Escriva, these kind of things, right? Uh, So this is from uh, the Moral Commentary on Job. From envy, there springs hatred. That's the first one. Whispering. That's like gossip. Yeah, right? it's a, there's the detraction. Yeah, no. exultation, uh, ex- at the misfortunes of a neighbor. I see. And affliction at his prosperity. Wow, that's affliction at his prosperity. I don't affliction at his prosperity. I don't know if I've ever experienced that. Yeah. I think that's probably no, but I, I think that's probably the biggest manifestation of envy. Somebody else is doing well. And I, in comparison, I feel like I'm somehow afflicted. So why is that right? different from sorrow? I look at somebody, so I'm, I'm a parent, I look at somebody else's family, and... Okay, yeah, right? no. That family, mm-hmm. they seem to have all the money that they need, and everything's going well, and blah, 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 blah. Oh. And I've got a husband that doesn't love me, Woe is we me. don't have enough money, mm-hmm. and all that other kind of stuff. So I feel afflicted by this other person. Well, why is that right? different from sorrow? 
Uh, I, I, I don't know that it is. Yeah. Um, but this is, I mean, when, when uh, Gregory defines envy, right, he says it's sorrow at another's good, and then he says these are like the, the products of it. Um, but yeah, affliction is prosperity. I mean, uh, someone's, uh, someone's good and someone's prosperity are not necessarily the same thing. Right? Prosperity, prosperity generally refers specifically to them doing well in the world. Okay. Right, whereas affliction, uh, sorrow over another's good, could refer to something that's not necessarily worldly. So, like just everything's uh, running smoothly sister, for the other. A religious sister in a convent can feel envy, yeah. right? But she's probably not going to feel affliction over somebody's prosperity in the world. Because she doesn't desire right? prosperity; she just right. desires like. Uh, but she could be desirous of another person's holiness. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. It's a good analogy. Definitely. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, that's the that's the so now we've 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 talked for quite a bit now about the kind of how you divide up and define these different elements of gossip. But I think the more interesting question, and we didn't really answer it, was why is it such a popular sin? Well, I'll I'll share an experience. Maybe it'll spur on a, a little bit of. Uh of of the conversation is just that today we have social media right and that's that's a huge like i don't know if the gossip actually happens there but it definitely you know spurs on gossip people will talk about you know did you see what that person posted or whatever you know like the example you gave earlier i took the facebook off my phone did i tell you that wow and the twitter i took both of them off <laughs> and the twitter the, took facebook, the facebook and the twitter and the off. twitter I was looking at them too much. I still have them on my computer. Be careful. The YouTube might be next. No, that's Father Michael's thing. I've never been into the YouTube. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to leave that alone. (laughs) I'm going to leave that alone for a second. But the experience that I want to share is when I was in Peru, uh, in uh, in Lima, I think it was in Lima, in the square... You know, uh, they have the main town square of, like, the cultural center of the city, which is, like, the old downtown. They say, you know, look look at all these buildings around the square. It's a big square. And they say, you know, look at all these balconies. People in, like, when they were actually used, when that was really the center of the city, people would sit out there and, you know, they could talk to each other across the balconies and they could look around at, like, what was happening in the square and like talk to each other about it and someone made the analogy i don't know if it's a great analogy but they said like this is what people did before they had facebook instagram twitter etc and i thought the that's yeah, the facebook the, the twitter the instagram well right? it's not the instagram you have to delete it Instagram. Instagram. yeah before they had those you know, this is what they did. They just sat out in, like, the kind of the elite of society, you know, and maybe others. They looked around, and they were just like, how pitiful is that person? Or, you know, you know, how ridiculous is it that she's wearing that dress? Or something to that effect. I think there are, It's interesting to me that it's Exaltation at the misfortune of a neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Envy. It's interesting to me that these things... It's not... It's a it's kind of... entertainment in it. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's an entertainment in it. Yeah, and maybe there's a there, there's an entertainment in it in watching somebody else. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe there's also kind of like Father Josh just referenced exultation at the misfortune of another, but it's not like it makes us feel better, right? Doesn't it make you feel better when you can look at somebody else? Like you have your own issues and, and problems in your life, you know, I'm sure. Um, personally, I don't have any, so that's very nice for me. It is nice for you. Yeah. <laughs> Be, being able to recognize It's nice that for the rest of us to be around else. you. Yeah. So recognizing an imperfection in Father Josh would make me feel better about my own self. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't, you think like, all right, well, that, you know, maybe you don't feel great about yourself, but you forget about yourself for at least a second. You know, you're like, which is kind of... And I think that's the key, what you just said. It doesn't actually make you feel better. It's like a twisted version of compassion almost, because in compassion, <laughs> you're supposed to like... You know, be <laughs> no. Bear with me for a moment. It better be pretty twisted. Like <laughs> in compassion, you're supposed to like uh, kind of share in the suffering of another person, right? And I think in this in this vice of of gossip in general, right? There's almost like a you know, in entering into this other person's problem, I'm escaping my own. But, escaping, but not really. Yeah. It's just another form of escapism. I think it's just another form of escapism. That's why people like it. If I focus on somebody else's problem, if we can all talk about that person's problem, then we don't have to talk about the problems. Then I don't have to think about my own problems. It is my experience, the worst gossips you'll ever meet are people that have the worst problems themselves. In their own families, at home, whatever. And so that's why they do it. It's an interesting. It's an interesting problem. It is a. Uh, it's something like I, I. I don't know about compassion, <laughs> but I would say it's a twisted attempt at communion. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Because it is an attempt to have some sort of solidarity, but it's like a solidarity in misery. You know. So rather than rather than have a conversation that tries to build people up or tries to be edifying or whatever. We have this conversation that brings us both down, but at least we're together. You know, and it's 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 messed up. It's twisted. But that's the thing about all sins. It's usually a good uh, desire that has been twisted. And usually not even twisted that much. But it's twisted a little bit, and one of the ways that we escape from sins, and uh, especially from kind of habitual ones, and gossip is one of the ones that tends to be very habitual for yeah. some people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those things like you either do it or you don't. There's not a lot of people in between. You know, I gossip sometimes. Well, that doesn't really happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so escaping from it is to find out why this desire you have to gossip has gotten there and to untwist it. Mm-hmm. And direct it towards something good. I think another thing that causes this is we have this uh, tendency in our world today, um, and I think it's always been around. I'm sure it's always been around, but today it's so manifest a fear of a serious conversation, fear of an intimate conversation. Yeah. And if we're going to stay superficial in everything we talk about, it's going to turn to gossip pretty quickly because superficial conversations are not interesting. They're not interesting, you know. You wanna you wanna have a deep, serious conversation with people, um, and if you're afraid of that, either because something about you is going to be revealed, 
or because maybe you're afraid that nobody's going to be interested in you, whatever it is, uh, if you're afraid of those kind of conversations, or maybe you're not practiced in them, you've never really had a real conversation with somebody. I think I'm convinced there are people out there who have never had very many real conversations. Um, there can be a real tendency to just stay superficial and just keep talking about people all the time. Uh, and it becomes its own circular, destructive thing. You know, you have the circle of people that are gossiping, and they gossip about other people, and then they gossip about themselves. You know, so you have five people in a little circle of gossip, and when two of them are together, all they're doing is talking about how awful the other three are <laughs> because they're gossiping all the time. It's like, what is going on here? Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's it, it's a crazy thing. Um, is gossip something that people need to confess? Yes. Is it a moral sin? Yes. A mortal sin? Always? No. 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 Not always. Uh, I think I think what, you're, what you said was detraction is not, but calumny is. It's complicated. I think it depends what you're talking about. Yeah. I think it depends. If the calumny that you're like sp- spreading about someone, the lie that you've made up about someone, the, the thing that you know to be untrue about someone is of a grave nature, then your spreading of it is probably grave. That, I think, is the key. Right? If I say TJ currently is wearing a gray Georgia Tech t-shirt, if I were to say uh, go around spreading this untruth, slandering TJ, <laughs> uh, saying that he is wearing a yellow Georgia Tech t-shirt, and not a gray one. Um, it's still tr- untrue. Yellow, it is untrue. Yellow and not gold. But the gold. subject matter is not grave. Yeah. Now, if I was saying that you were wearing a UGA shirt, now the subject matter is grave. Oh, ah, That's very grave. That's <laughs> If there was a word that exceeded gravity, graveness... That, that would be it. That would be it the, would, the would be one to use there. there. Yes. All right. Well, I'm not sure we uh, solved the problem of gossip, but... We certainly talked a lot about it, so talk to your friends about it. Uh, that's kind of that, that's what it's all about. Uh, this is a hell of a Catholic podcast. Do you have any questions, comments? Send us an email at podcast at gtcatholic.org. God bless.